Welcome to the SCORE Life and Health Innovation Podcast, where we dive right into how innovation is driving change around the world in our life and health ecosystem. My name is Nia Escobar-Colo, and I am your host for today. Our world is changing rapidly, and we want to come together with you to explore those changes to understand and live transformation with SCORE. As one of the world's largest reinsurers, SCORE provides insurance companies with diverse and innovative solutions focused on the art and science of risk. Combining technical expertise and experience, SCORE leverages global know-how in over 80 countries focused on the life and health insurance industry. Today, we're talking to Sibyl Fisher, Director of Strategic Venturing and Startup Scouting of Baloas. The Swiss insurance group, which is known in the market for its insurance and banking products, is also chasing unicorns in the insurtech space. Despite having a tradition of 150 years, the company has worked intensively on its digital agenda for the past years, with activities ranging from traditional venture capital investment to venture building, ecosystem development, and partnerships with startups beyond the life and health scope. Let's explore their experience in the past years and the direction ahead with Seville Fisher. Seville, thank you so much for being here with us. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, sure. My name is Sibyl Fischer. I'm working now already 10 years for Balwas Group for in innovation, and I'm responsible for venture capital investments within Balwas. I'm working with the cooperation and the investment partnership, which we have together with Anthemis, but I'm also active in our startup collaboration where we are looking for interesting pilots with startups to rematching and improve our core business. So your work scope is basically life and health, right? So how is Baloas driving innovation in the life and health insurance ecosystem? My life scope is not only life and health, but also life and health. Going more and more digital is really important for us and is in our heart of our business. And we want to deliver best possible customer service combined with innovation product. And this also, especially in the life insurance, that people can feel as our strategy program says, simply safe. So that's where, where our where our activities lead and our ambition lies, like providing a smooth access to life insurance, improving the digital channels, because I think life insurance especially is not so intuitive. And, and there we can do a lot of improvement. I think we can split Baloa's approach in two, right? So you have like the innovation activities, mm-hmm. but you also have the investment activities. So let's talk about innovation first. And in 2016, uh, the company started an innovation journey called Simply Safe. Uh, and I would really recommend our listeners to, to, if they have the time, to look for it online and, and have a look into it because it's interesting. And back then, you aim to make customers' lives easier and safer, like what you were explaining mm-hmm. before. And this was 2016, you have developed ecosystems focused on home, on mobility, on financial wellness. Now, how is this journey specifically? And what are the, the these ecosystems influencing the policyholder customer journey? Yeah, we think we never saw innovation and investment as two different approaches. We quite early or when we just started, we delivered like a innovation approach which consists of all of that where where we have investments into startups um which we do as i think minority investment like when corporate venture capital but we also did some acquisition like the relocation company mobu in switzerland we are partnering 
for example, with Anthemis, with Plug and Play, with the F10 accelerator, but also with startups where we try to do pilots, but also we are incubating our own ideas. And then we have started to look at, at different um, ecosystems like financial wellness and, and business services and mobility and home. And now we have uh, prioritized home and mobility as our main. Is there a reason why, why you have prioritized these two ecosystems over the others? I mean, we, we have quite a big part of car insurance premium. And the other thing also like the, the whole thing around home, property, going also into a little bit of care is something where we feel like having a strong footprint in our core markets. And that's why we have prioritized them. So you were saying that you're prioritizing these two ecosystems and, and, but that, you know, still mm -hmm. financial wellness uh, is it's, still important. It's still important. I would rather say it's then more focused on really the insurance solution within like life, pension, wealth, and these kind of things. And in, in Switzerland, for example, we have also a bank um, where, where we align this product as, as a whole, uh, has a whole offering to, to our customers. And I think the, the advantage for the policyholder, what you also asked, is like that we do not provide only the core insurance solution, but he can also relocate with the subsidiary of us within Switzerland or, 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 or have a digital insurance solution for car in, in Friday, or, or we have a, with bubble box, we have a wash service in Switzerland. So there are other services than these poor insurance play. So what are the, the key major learnings specifically from the innovation side? I think you have to try out things because we have to, to get started in this mode of iteration. We haven't been because our our major business was in the beginning like to mitigate risk. And then we have started to try out things, learn to fail and do it differently. And if it doesn't work, skip it. And if it works, keep on going. Then the other thing which I always realize when, when I see initiatives which are successful, it often takes more time than you think from an innovation's perspective. There is a pilot and it starts and immediately it's a success. And often when you when you nearly forgot about it, then then it pops up again and say, hey, that was great, and we will do more of that. And I think there we we need a lot of strength and effort and keep on going because it takes its time. I think it also helps to create transparency of what you're doing innovation and showing people what you're doing and why you are doing and that it's also okay to fail. The other thing is find a network within the business but also outside of, of the company who can coach about your project but also are enthusiastic especially within the company about your what you're doing with innovation and who are willing and eager to support you and the last one i think it's it's good to have some little budget to be able to finance small projects nothing big so when you say finance small projects how much what, what would a small project cost in your mind project in my in my mind costs around 40 to 50 thousand euros like most investors palo Alto is looking to partner and to invest in the next unicorn 
through their own activities like internal ideation and exploration or together with the VC fund and company builder Anthemis, Paloas has publicly invested in five companies since 2017 across the value chain and in both life and health and property and casualty lines. Some examples include Friday, the German entry tech offering motor insurance to the American startup Trove with single item insurance products, or Omnius, the AI startup extracting data points from document streams. Paloas has also launched interesting projects like Btonic, a health platform aiming to improve policyholders' mental and physical fitness through online coaching, nutrition, and injury prevention in Belgium, and the Yellow Equities shared portfolio together with the startup Think Yellow as part of its Life Funds plant, which introduced the concept of gender lens investing with top 60 companies in Europe in gender equality. From trends and cutting-edge technology, Sibel can share more about how they're looking for the next unicorn with a collaborative approach. So, Sibel, talking about investments now. Mm -hmm. So, in 2016, Baloaz started working with the venture capital fund Anthemis, which is investing in early stage startups in Europe, the US and Israel. And it's a very well established fund. And, and I mean, people working in the industry, we know Anthemis. Mm -hmm. And we know that they have a strong focus in the fintech and the entry tech ecosystem. So what is the scope of your investment with Anthemis? And how is this relationship influencing your strategic approach to work with startups and innovation? Anthemis is a great partner and, and, and get us deeper into the ecosystem of startups, intertech, fintech. And I think we both are combining to do the best of two worlds, like the VC world, but also the corporate and more strategic view on, on it. Our investment scope mirrors more or less the Balwa strategy, like it is core insurance and data is one of our fields which is the whole insurance value chain and, and everything was is date what is concerned to data or relating to data it's mobility and it's it, it's home which is in, in our main ecosystem and we are investing in 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 early stage startup meaning seed stage as you said in in europe uk us and and also israel that this is really focus and what you are bringing to Paul was, besides interesting startups and hopefully a big of financial success, is also the insights and patterns which we see into the startup which world we bring into Paul was. We bring into Paul was what's going on in the tech space. It's like cutting edge of tech. What what do we see? What is important to to focus on? There are certainly also collaboration opportunities which we are bringing in, but we are more looking on the so-called horizon three, even if I don't like this, <laughs> this, this horizon clustering, but, but more like what will be in, in, in 10 years, the state of the art of insurance and rather looking on the hunting for the next unicorn that looking immediately to the next uh, collaboration thing but really being on the edge of tech and trends of the insurance industry and its related ecosystem. So it's basically you're, you're investing in doing innovation, balancing how we can fit into your own, well, fitting into your own strategy directly, but mm -hmm. also looking into the future. Even if, like you say, you know, Horizon 3, it's in 10 years, despite yep. it might be a bit distance from the current business. Exactly. But yeah, and, and the main goal still is like, providing also financial return to mm -hmm. Balois. So Balois has worked closely with innovation partners like Anthemis that we just talked about, but also Plug and Play, 
to the incubators and accelerator programs like Eften and the Swiss FinTech Accelerator. So, and these are very diverse approaches to innovation for a corporate player. Um, how have this experience helped shape innovation experiences and, and the approach that you currently have? How would you define this approach? I mean, all of them provide us with access to startups. That's, I think, where they are similar. Otherwise, I would say they are very different approaches from, from, from each other. As I said, while we are looking with Anthem is more in the horizon three approach and, and, and are hunting for unicorns and, and what will be the state of the art in, in a couple of years. With the other tools, we are really looking to reimagine and improve our current core business. And with F10 Zurich-based accelerators, it gives us also the opportunity, for example, incubate our own ideas in their batches, which we have done several times. And is great for, for example, for employees of Bolos who have an idea, and then we can send them outside of the company and let them grow there, which is sometimes easier than within the core business uh, to get them like out of, outside perspective. And it also, because it's in Zurich, it's quite close and then more people can also go there and see what's going on with startups. Have It, it makes it more tangible. And with plug and play, it's currently a partner to find solution to our pain points or where we detect use cases, where we think we should try out what could the potential solution be. And then we're reaching out to block and play and then they're looking for the best fit in their global startup ecosystem and then provide us with proposal. And then we start to work with the startup if there is a fit. So with, with all these activities and actions, I'd love to understand how these have changed the culture of Baloas, the organizational culture, when we talk about innovation and cooperation. Mm. Because you're saying, I mean, you're making innovation and the startup ecosystem tangible for people. And you're, and when you talk about transparency, that also means, in a way, democratizing innovation and making it open for yep. all the employees, which you, some players just don't don't have that approach because sometimes the innovation only belongs in the innovation team. So how how has this change the culture in the company? I mean, it's hard to say because we have a lot of culture innovatives going on and culture has been always very important to Bolois. So it's, it's hard to really say this action has affected the culture like this. But overall, looking back these 10 years I have been in at Bolois, I would say it has really, really changed. And I'm often not aware how much it has changed because it feels so natural. And it, it, it was incremental. It was not something which which happened suddenly. It's more like a, const, a constant change of culture. And what my experience is that the fear of failure is massively and drastically gone down. People start to try out things. They bring in new ideas. They, If they think that it's worth try try something out to hand in an idea, then they do that. And I think that's, that changed a lot. I also think that there are a lot of initiatives which coming from the bottom up and not always top down. Just recently, we had the collaboration with the startup where, where so we reached out to people and they, they had an idea and then we tried to set something up. And, and it was not like top management told us to do that it was more the initiative of a few people and then 
suddenly became a success and sometimes it's not a success but then it nobody will shout on us and I think a lot of people are becoming more and more curious about new technology new things current developments just the awareness that there is something going on in the world and the tech has increased heavily and also the awareness but like knowing that you can connect it to business right because sometimes you can see really interesting technology out there but you think how can we link this to business or how can we work with the data that they have is it even possible and i think these questions are uh, slowly but surely coming to to term and, and, and coming to conversations within the industry, right? Um, so where do you see our industry moving towards in terms of innovation with conversations like this, for example, or with partnership with startups and tackling those new challenges? It will be it will be an interesting year, 2021. <laughs> I hope I hope it's uh, COVID will somehow become less of a topic in the course of the year. I think we all hope that. <laughs> yeah, because because I think yeah, I think it was too much of COVID the last year. <laughs> But I I also think that it gave in certain parts innovation more speed because working in home office, doing business digitally, I that had accelerated quite quite a lot and I'm still also positively surprised how much interaction with partners, with startups has been going on through that time, even virtually, where nobody w was able to meet in person, but the lines of communication always have been open. And I think given that COVID has an economical impact, the focus on automation of efficiency, of making things easier, faster, maybe also on, on cutting costs will become bigger, And therefore, these kind of AI tech solution, AI solution will will become more important in the coming years. And I'm personally a, a big fan of embedded insurance to embed insurance in, in other offerings. And therefore, I also hope and think that there will be some, we have seen that the past years, but I think it will keep on going that that we will offer insurance in, in, in several services and not see it always as a, a standalone product. Do you have some examples where you would love to see insurance as part of it? I think especially in life insurance, for example, if you buy a house and then you have the real estate broker and then you have the mortgage broker and then if you, you have a life insurance. I mean, if you can combine this and just need to talk to one person, I think that would be amazing. Or, or making it smoother, more digital, and, and, and you don't need to talk to four different people and also have the feeling pay too much money. And just if, if the offering would, would become more transparent, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can also look into many insurance products like pension. And then some, you can really bundle products and services to the pension system and and or financial wellness as well that people never consider like mental health i also think that covid will make mental health more important being or sitting home alone and and not being able to meet people and i think even if we get used to meet people virtually you can't compare it with meet people in person i believe that mental health will become more important also for employers because the people's just stuck in their home office this has an impact 
Mm, absolutely. Um, Sibyl, as, as we reach to the end of our interview, are there any open remarks or any any questions or points that you would like to talk about? I think you asked nearly everything I have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Very productive interview. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to the next year to, to look how, how what is going on in innovation and how how it will go forward and i'm i'm still positive that the the crisis has will also have its positive impact on how we take things which we thought might be normal as not normal anymore and are happy about what we have thank you to our guests for joining us today you can subscribe to the score life and health innovation podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to our conversations to be the first one to listen to our new episodes. Have a speaker in mind or want to share your insights with us? Send us a message to lhventures at score.com. Have a good time and see you on the next episode.